Life Audio. On the next Encouragement for You podcast, Christian psychiatrist Dr. Frank Menrith talks about explosive anger, and attorney Tony Catherine discusses living with disabilities. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. know from experience, there are different kinds of anger, ranging from irritation to outbursts of temper to long-term bitterness. From his years of experience, Dr. Frank Menrith joins host Don Hawkins to talk about explosive anger. Don, you want to start us off with Galatians 5, 22 and 23? Uh, Frank, these are such timely verses, verses that uh, you and I both memorized many years ago, verses I would encourage everyone in our listening family to memorize. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance or self-control. And that word for temperance or self-control is a critical term in here. The Holy Spirit controls us. He produces the fruit of self-control. And then finally, against such, there is no law. Ephesians 4, 31 through 32, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be a kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And Frank, those verses really outline the different forms and shapes that anger often takes. The bitterness is often associated with a passive kind of anger. The wrath is, is the explosive kind of outburst of anger. And then there's just the general word for anger. Uh, and then the, the clamor, the, the, the loud kind of anger. So you've got, you know, really all kinds. And he says, get rid of all of that and become kind and tenderhearted and forgiving. Obviously, the Spirit of God can give us the power uh, to bring these outbursts under control. Absolutely, Don. And as we look at explosive behavior, one type is called intermittent explosive disorder. And maybe you know someone like that. They're just real nice most of the time, but every now and then they explode, and then they seem to have genuine regret 
and but uh, they may do it again. And so these intermittent explosive disorders, of course, in all of these, Don, there's the issue of control. There's still choice. It's not like people are hopeless. And one of those areas that can really help is is to memorize the Scripture and let God use that in your life. Mm. You know, there are a couple of areas, Frank, that it seems like this often surfaces in, and uh, even Christian homes, families, individuals can be touched by this. One of those is domestic violence, where um, frequently a man or at times even a woman can have these episodes of losing control and becoming violent and uh, abusively angry. And another one, Frank, is road rage today, where people on the freeways will become angry and lose control and actually put people's lives at risk. Absolutely. Another real common explosive pattern, and we're moving away from just the intermittent explosive area to all the patterns of being explosive, is depression. Many times, uh, explosiveness, anger, and depression are synonyms. Mm. People get real depressed. They're blue, they're sad, they're down, and many times they're very, very explosive. Now, depression can range from just being a little irritable to explosive to being overtly suicidal. And certainly, if you know someone that's depressed, they look sad, their affect is sad, they're they're negative in their conversation, I wouldn't pass the opportunity to say, you know, are you entertaining suicide? Uh, you may be the difference between life and death for that person. Yeah. Frank, you were talking about some of the characteristics of this, and you say this is characterized by episodes and that sometimes the person feels regret afterwards. Uh, this suggests that it's uh, uh, there's an element of choice, but there are some other elements involved, maybe even some biochemical elements. Talk about well, There that. can be, Don. So for all of you that are taking notes and jotting down reasons why people explode, The one we started off with was intermittent explosive disorder. But then number two, we moved into a different area of anger and explosiveness, that in depression. Hmm. Number three is ADHD. Remember, with ADHD, there's inattention and or hyperactivity Hmm. and or impulsivity. Well, guess what one of the areas of impulsivity is? Hmm. Anger. They Losing control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so ADHD is one area you might want to look at. A fourth one is bipolar disorder. Hmm. I mean, Katie bar the door in bipolar disorder when it comes to anger. It's the main symptom we often look at. Perhaps more than any other, hmm. we'll often look at the anger element. Does it happen in both sides of the cycle or mainly on the manic cycle? It'll, it'll happen more on the manic side. Hmm. Uh, we call them either high or, or angry. Yeah. And uh, so if you know, and that's a really dangerous disorder, especially when they get extremely angry or manic. Yeah. Uh, again, those may very well need some help because they'll, they'll do things just extremely poor judgment, including anger yeah. acting out. Yeah, and medication, medical treatment is so crucial when somebody is bipolar, no question about that. Again, a person's life could very well be at stake. Uh, what are some of the other disorder areas there, Frank? Well, you often see it in personality disorders, and, and maybe one of the big ones here you hear so much about. In fact, we did a program on the borderline personality. Yeah. Remember, they're characterized by unstable self-image, by volatile relationships, and by mood swings and mood instability, the borderline personality disorder. Yeah, and Frank, one of the things I've heard people say at times as well, if somebody's borderline personality disorder, there's no help, no hope for them. That that really isn't true, is it? Christ can change anybody. He can change anybody. Our personality is is not permanent. In fact, 
Now, that's part of sanctification. When Christ yes. comes in and mm-hmm. he changes us, but he also changes us over a lifetime. The, the, those fruit of, the, fruit of the Spirit that you started off talking with, you know, many times we, we slowly become more like Christ. as yeah. He changes us through his word and through yeah. other believers. One of the things we have to remember is it often is slow. It is a process. The fruit of the Spirit and, and the, the metaphor that God used there in Galatians 5, uh, fruit doesn't develop overnight. You know, you, you don't see an apple or a peach uh, Kathy made a peach cobbler yesterday, and all those peaches were good. And uh, but the the peaches, you know, didn't just develop overnight. It took time for those, and and it takes time for that fruit of the spirit to develop in our lives, doesn't it? Well, it does, Don. The key is someone that is really dangerously angry is is don't let them do something they're going to regret. They're going to end up in jail or somebody hurt or them hurt. So you may need to intervene. Yeah. Now, I'm going to give these others quickly. A conduct disorder, you see a lot of anger. Oppositional to fight dif- disorder, you'll see a tremendous amount of anger in children. Delirium, of course, people go in the hospital and they get confused yeah. and delirious and they'll be angry many times. Dementia, dementia as people get older. Uh, one of the symptoms of dementia is they, they have labile instability. They'll, they'll, their emotions may go off easily. I had a good friend whose father uh, had been a very godly man, a pastor, and uh, he actually became explosively angry and literally knocked one of the nursing people out in a nursing home. Yeah, and today, Don, we have serifolin AC, we have Aricep, we have Namenda, yep. we have new drugs coming so hold on, but we do we do see it. There are other medical conditions, Don, traumatic brain injury, MS, SLE, HIV, HIV. In some of these issues, we may see a dimension of anger. Yeah. Temporal lobe epilepsy, I might mention that with temporal lobe epilepsy, sometimes you'll see an anger. It's not a directed anger, so it's not like they have a seizure and choke their wife. It's a non-directed type anger. Mm. Yeah. Substance intoxication, uh, Alcohol. I mean, fifty percent of all su- all homicides, Don, are mm-hmm. alcohol related. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, and it plays a huge role. Yeah, domestic. In yeah, domestic violence probably and alcohol are are you'd almost have to say they're comorbid in a sense that they often go together. And the final one I'll mention is mental retardation. Uh, sometimes there's just the, the cells there that the, there's not enough cells, and and the limbic brain may overrule the prefrontal cortex. And you can see times, and certainly not all are angry, but sometimes you can see that. So that's just a uh, just a few of the ones we see. Of course, no matter what yeah. it is, Don, the two verses we gave, and yeah. friends, if you didn't copy these down, you want to. They're beautiful verses to just enjoy. Galatians five twenty through twenty two through twenty three. Ephesians four thirty one through thirty two, and one other one that goes along right in that Ephesians four passage, verse twenty six says, "Be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil." We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. 
Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. In this next segment, attorney Tony Cothran and host Don Hawkins discuss helping people with disabilities. Perhaps at this point it would be good for us to just uh, get you to give us a sort of a statement of the purpose and mission of uh, your ministry, of John 9 Ministries. Well, the purpose is to basically assisting the local church to evangelize and enfold people with disabilities and their caregivers into the body of Christ. That's kind of our mission statement. We say that all may see him, they all may know him. And so that's kind of the summary of what we do. We're our mission is to minister through the church to the disability community. And I've came to that, Don, because I understand that for one person to do that alone is, is monumental, and I've already found that out. And so it's the church's responsibility to pick that up. And I want to minister to the church, give them the information, teach them how they can deal with people with disabilities. And there's a whole lot involved there. So we're available to consult with churches, do some workshops and seminars, uh, just to speak to the church. Um, with a biblical background, I can preach on just about anything. I don't have to preach on disabilities, but, you know, we can come and do all kinds of things on a weekend or uh, during the week or anything. We, we're very open to just getting out there and sharing the word with churches. And I can tell you, folks, Tony is an excellent communicator. Uh, he'll touch your heart. You'll appreciate his ministry, and it will benefit your local church. And, and Tony, as, as a person who has personally dealt uh, with the obstacle of, of blindness, what do those of us who are sighted need to understand about your particular disability and, and how we should respond? Well, I think it's don't 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 respond. There's two reactions. I think Don. One of them is just to kind of ignore it. Say, oh, well, he's just a normal guy. He's just that's fine. But realizing that there are also things I don't see, and that's the that's the thing that uh, when I'm in many situations, people don't know how to react to me because I'm not looking at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not. Uh, getting the eye contact. And, and it's not that you don't want to make eye contact. It's just that part of your disability is you cannot make eye contact. Right. Well, That's... I bought a line from Andy Williams. He said one time, he asked a lady, he said, do you know who I am? 
She said, no, but if you go up to the front desk, I'm sure they can tell you. <laughs> and so I have people all the time come up oh. and say, do you know who I am? Yeah. And I said, well, no, but if you check your wallet, you might find out. Look at your driver's license and see if you're still the same person yeah. you used to be. That's a great line, Tony. But even with this eye contact thing, Don, I would just say we went through this until just recently with my great-nephew, who's now two and a half. He had no contact with me until just recently. He was always afraid of me, and we knew it was the eye contact. For some reason, he's kind of gotten over that obstacle, and now he will come to me, and he'll let me hold him and play with him, you know, but... Mm -hmm. That is a child who says, hey, he's not looking at my face, you know, and I can't see his face. And I think that's one of the big obstacles there. Hmm. And that brings up the subject of children, and uh, maybe there's some things that you would offer as tips for parents to help children relate to uh, not only individuals who are blind, uh, but individuals who may be deaf or who may have some other disability. Well, it's, yes, I I would say teach them I'll tell you the major thing to teach a child is just respect for other people. You know, some children can learn bad habits from other children and make fun of other people. And I have had that done to me by little children and come up and just say, you're really weird. You're strange. Mm, Yeah. And, you know, and it's because the parent just needs to teach them there are a lot of differences in people out there and you don't say cruel things, you know, to people. And, um, you know, this friend of mine mine in the wheelchair said he had a child come up and says, hey, can you get out of that chair and let me take a ride? Oh, my. He said, man, I wish I could. (laughs) Yeah, he said, I'd be glad to do that if I just could possibly do it. Right. Yeah. And Norman is on the phone with us calling from Lincoln, Nebraska. Hello, Don. I sit behind you in church, remember? I do remember that. Well, I was telling Tony during the break that uh, we are uh, we are looking forward to having somebody that we've gone to church with for quite some time mm-hmm. and who shares the same malady that Tony does. And uh, you, you guys ought to get your sticks together sometime. Well, um, my attitude is one of general thankfulness, and, and, and so some of these things don't seem so big to me as, as they have to others. My effort is to try to reach out a little bit and see if somebody will use me someplace. So far, um, I have to be patient that they don't. But um, Then another thing is that, on a slightly different topic, I like to imagine how would I fix it, uh, mental illnesses and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I don't understand them well enough, and so maybe I need some counsel to be patient with those that I don't understand. You know, I'd like to fix it if I could. You know, Norm, you bring up a couple of areas of issue here that I think are very good and, and very important for us to, to understand. And uh, one of those things, uh, Tony, is that we do Thank sometimes you. want to uh, want to try to fix things. And, and, um, and yet God is the ultimate person who takes care of whether it's uh, we involve, are involved in uh, fixing things or needing to learn the limitations that we can't fix them. Talk a little bit about that, if you will. Well, yeah, I think that uh, particularly as a as a blind person, I've many times wanted to fix people's situations, and I tend to get more involved in their situation than I should because I figure, hey, people have reached out to me over the years, and now I should help them fix their situation. And, 
You know, I really uh, take one of your points, uh, Norman, about how you want to be used, but you haven't been. This is what we've got to do is teach the church that people who have blindness and people who have disabilities can really be used as God's special servants in many situations. And what we end up with so much of the time, and I'm not being critical with this, but we end up with some of the disability superstars and we don't need just the superstars. We need servants out there in the mm, different yeah. churches and being used of the Lord, you know, in, in many ways. But folks seem to look at the others with enough pity that they bring them in and they're just, you know, they can do miraculous things. Well, I can't sing. Uh, used to be able to play piano, but it's been years. Mm. Uh, I don't dance at all. And so, you know, I don't do the things <laughs> yeah. that some people would want. But right. I would say, yes, you you want to reach out, and particularly with someone with a, a mental defect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we many times want to help them. And, boy, that's the thing, too, with, uh, you know, you bring up your cane. Uh, one of the big things with blind people is, first of all, you see them with a cane, ask them if they need help. Yeah, You know, don't be like the guy that, it's like a friend of mine said, the lady took me all the way across the street, and I didn't want to go across the street. I need to go <laughs> the next block, <laughs> you know. And um, so, you know, there's a lot of reaching out, and blind people experience that so much of the time when yeah. they want to overhelp. Yeah, and, and Norman, I know your heart is to minister to people and to help people. I've known you long enough to know that, and Tony, yours is too. And uh, the neat thing is, uh, those of you who have dealt with these particular kinds of disabilities, and I've had uh, good friends who've uh, been in wheelchairs and who've had other kinds of disabilities, and I think the two big factors are, number one, to have a servant's heart, a heart of encouragement, of wanting to come alongside others and help them and reach out to them. And the other thing is to make sure our hearts don't have any bitterness, and this would be true whether we have a disability or not, uh, to make sure that we don't have any any hard spots, any callous spots. We want to have a tender-hearted uh, approach uh, to these issues and, and, and not uh, allow any Satan to in, inject any resentment toward God for the disabilities that we're having to deal with. And uh, I think that's such an important component. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers, production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.